During the Great Depression in the 1930s, the US government began buying a surplus of dairy products to help stabilize prices and support farmers who were struggling. And this process continued into the early 1980s, when dairy production in the US far surpassed its demand, causing dairy prices to fall significantly. And in an effort to boost the price of milk back up, President Jimmy Carter committed the US government to buying all the extra dairy that farmers were unable to sell. But this promise was quickly mistreated and farmers began producing as much dairy as they possibly could, since they were guaranteed to sell it. And in just a few years, the US government would end up purchasing over 500 million pounds of dairy, processing it into cheese and storing it in limestone quarries that were kept just above freezing, in hopes of the cheese lasting for as long as possible. However, by 1981, the cheese began to spoil and President Reagan authorized giving away millions of pounds of cheese, leaving every United States citizen with five pounds of government cheese. And as of today, there's about 1.4 billion pounds of cheese still in storage, which is mostly owned by private entities. But if you're a part of the Commodity Supplemental Food Program, you can still get your hands on free government cheese. Cause my niggas, I stay bulletproof. Bulletproof. Wait, hold on, tell me what got into you. Into you. I search around the room like, where you? Where you? Friend, don't tell me, I'm like, who you? This be your boy Miller, aka Miller the One, and I'm back with another episode of Making Sense of Nothing. And guys, this is an in-between episode. Um, my wife and I are literally going to be doing it, recording the episode today. Um, but and by the time y'all hear this podcast, y'all gonna be in a hurry the podcast prior to this one. <laughs> so this is just an extra one, y'all. But um, I just wanted to get on and ask y'all a quick question. You feel me? And and thank you guys for supporting the podcast and all that other good stuff that y'all been doing, you know. And I would like to ask y'all once again, if y'all can, like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends about the podcast, share the podcast. And remember to rate the podcast. Give me some ratings. Let me know how it is. Let other people know what it is. And, you know, and if y'all think this is the best podcast y'all ever heard of, give your boy a five and say, yo, this is the best podcast I ever heard. Miller is so awesome. He's so talented. That dude knows everything he talks about. That dude has no faults. That dude is the realest. You feel me? <laughs> All I'm saying is tell the truth about your boy, you know? So, <laughs> But no, but real talk though, man. Thank y'all so much for all the support. Man, I'm loving this and um I'm just looking forward to giving y'all more content. I hope you guys are enjoying the content. And for those of you out there who keep getting upset with me, please stop getting upset with me. It's just my opinion. Alright. There's a little bit of facts sprinkled in there, but most of it is my opinion. So please stop getting so upset with me. But um y'all today on today's episode. I just want to ask y'all this one question, and this one question here is just a simple question. I'm talking about, first of all, Happy New Year's to everybody, just in case if, I don't, if we don't produce another podcast before the New Year's. Happy New Year's to everybody, you know what I'm saying? But 
With that being said, look, all I'm saying is, have you guys ever, I don't know, maybe because we got a lot of people from other from, from other countries that they, they, they don't know what I'm talking about. But for those of you that's in America, and maybe in other countries, maybe y'all government was doing something like this. But have you guys ever had um, government-assisted food items that you could not get nowhere else other than the government? Like, 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 like we had the canned meat. We had the canned meat. Like, it's a can of chicken. It's a white label, a, a, a outline of a chicken in black, and then the writing in black, and it just says chicken. Nothing else but chicken. And then it was the same thing with the pork. It was a black silhouette of a pig and pork on there, white can. White wrapping around it, right? Uh, when you open it, it's like this gelatin stuff that's holding the meat together. So when you cook it, your meat has like the juice when the gelatin melt. I don't know what it was. But they also had powdered milk. Do so y'all remember the powdered milk? It came, same thing. A white box, it said milk on it. It had a, um, a, a glass with a straw in it, I believe. It had a glass with a straw in it, if I'm not mistaken. And it was it was powdered milk. You take it, you put a couple of spoons of it in some water, you stir it up, and boom, there's your milk, right? Now, I have mentioned this before on more than one episode of this podcast, that um I grew up very, very, very poor the beginning part of my years, right, 11. Um, I didn't start getting into a better situation until I was like 12 years old. But before that, very poor, you feel me? Lived in the projects, you feel me? Born and raised in the county of Dade, um, which is now Miami-Dade County, but you know. And guys, y'all have to understand this. When you grow up super poor, you need the government assistance. And guys, there's one thing that I didn't say when I was listening listening off those foods. Well, there's two things I didn't say. Well, three things. No, what? I'm going to say three. And I'm going to say two of them. I'm going to keep the best for last. The next one was the peanut butter and the jelly. There was a can, white can, once again. And when it wasn't a white can, it was a white bottle or a white plastic bottle. And it said peanut butter on it. And it had a symbol of a peanut and in black, and the, the label was white. Y'all, there was no color in, in this. It was all black and white. And it was a peanut on it, and it was peanut butter. And then the same thing for the jelly. It, it, it was some grapes on it, white, white label, black grapes. You feel me? I've never seen black grapes a day in my life, but these, I see some dark, dark purple grapes that almost look black, but I've never seen black grapes. So yet yeah, instead, I never seen a black pig, I seen a black chicken, a, a black peanut, things like that, so I guess. But it was just no colors in this thing, y'all. But the one thing that they did that was so great, and it's the main reason for this episode, was the government cheese. Yo, this government cheese was the best cheese ever. It was a long rectangular block of cheese. 
and I probably mentioned this before in in like season one of this uh, of this podcast for me and Q because Q don't know nothing about government cheese, but yes, it was a long block of cheese. It was probably about twelve inches long. It was probably about four inches wide, and it was a block of cheese that they would give you. And when you open the cheese from the cardboard box, there's a plastic wrapping around the cheese. I think later they put a foil wrapper later on in uh, on their life, but that was after my time of being poor. Um, so I don't know what the new age poor people was getting, but I do believe they'll put in the lunar foil wrapping around it. Cause I remember seeing it before and I was like, wait, ours didn't have foil wrapping. We were so poor, we couldn't afford foil wrapping on our government cheese. <laughs> our government cheese had, had regular see-through plastic wrap. You feel me? As soon as you took it out the box, you knew what was in that wrapping. It was cheese because it was wrapped up. But yo, this cheese was so good. Like the best grilled cheese in the world was made with this cheese. Like, like if you wanted some grilled cheese, you get this cheese, you try to slice it. You can never slice a good slice. It's always like a wedge. It's always in the angle. It's always like, like, like it, it goes down, then out, then back down again. Like, it was never a complete slice. Now that I'm older, I'm thinking maybe we should have heated up the knife like you do with butter and then try to slice it that way. Or just got a, a, a cutter or something. I don't know. We were too poor to get a cutter. So we were cutting that thing with that knife. And we was in that junk, you feel me, like six, seven years old with a with, 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 with a steak knife cutting a block of cheese, you feel me? <laughs> and this was in the, it was in the 80s and the 90s, y'all. Late 80s, early 90s. And we out here with this government cheese. But this is the thing, y'all. We all know about the government food. Most of us do. And I don't know how they do it in other countries, but I can think maybe other countries are still doing it or were doing it as well, um, giving out the government-assisted food. Um, and, guys, let me know. Y'all hit me up, write in some comments, let us know, like, hey, Miller, you know what? Yeah, there was some government-assisted um, food. You feel me? Where I'm from. And let me know what it was. We also had beans, too. We had um, um, sweet peas, but they wasn't sweet. And they said sweet peas on the can and everything. No color, just black. We had screen beans um, in the can. I'm trying to think what other thing. I don't remember nothing other than beans in a can. And then we used to get the package of beans as well. The dried beans that you got to cook them and they take forever to cook. And we were like, ain't nobody trying to, you feel me? Nobody trying to deal with this. We cook, cook these shit. So we used to have like those bag of beans in our cabinet. We used to have like five and ten at a time sometimes because nobody was trying to cook those damn beans that take forever. Like we was poor. We was hungry as heck. So we was ready to get into it. So talking about some, man, y'all don't understand. Man, I remember one day me and my brothers just opened up the can of the meat and ate that shit right out the can. When we realized that that meat was already cooked in that can, we just opened the can and ate it. And no, it wasn't because, yeah, we was hungry as fuck, but no, it wasn't just because we was hungry. We didn't have no light. So we it wasn't light, we could turn it on and cook it. Because we didn't have gas stoves, y'all. We didn't have propane stoves. We didn't have gas stoves. We had the stove, electric stove. So if you ain't had no lights, you ain't had nothing to cook it with, we find out that that stuff is already cooked in there. 
So guess what? We finna tear this shit up. Open up that can. Back then, I used to eat pork. I ain't know no better, and I was too hungry to care. <laughs> so I used to eat pork. I started eating pork when I was 15 years old. Um, but yeah, so we used to go right in the can and open that thing up. But back to the cheese, y'all. Like I say, this cheese was so good, y'all. Once again, it made the best grilled cheese sandwiches. It, it, anything you needed to put cheese with, it was the best with it. Bruh, this cheese was so good. This cheese had to have whatever the McDonald's fries have in it, that cheese had to have in it. I guarantee you, McDonald's went and said, you know what? What is in that government cheese? What, do, what ingredients do y'all put in there? Because we need to put that in our fries. Because I don't think McDonald's fries was as, as addictive as they are now back in the 80s, early 80s and 90s. I don't think they was that good. Because McDonald's changed their fries a couple of times before they got to how they are now. So I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, y'all, they was a part of that test. They was using that cheese and that food to test to see how it works on us. And... McDonald's was like, you know what, whatever that is, that 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 that, that ingredient y'all putting in that cheese, other than uh, uh, <laughs> that cheese had like two percent milk in it, y'all. That's all. Just two percent milk, two percent milk, fifty percent water, and then the other forty-eight percent was a whole bunch of preservatives and 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 addictive agents shit like that just here y'all go eat this get addicted to it so we can see how y'all react to this cheese it was just like they cloned tyrone how they was like 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 putting that stuff out there for people and testing it on there see how they work see how they react to it that's how that was that government cheese y'all i can almost guarantee guys if you ever had that government cheese just think back how addictive that stuff was like when that junk came in the house, every month at the beginning of the month when y'all went and got that government cheese, because I don't know how it was. We used to have to go to the food stamp office and wait in the food stamp line. And the food stamp line used to be so long. It would take all day. So we would go four or five o'clock in the morning and wait in that line because they didn't open up until like seven o'clock in the morning. We're there three hours ahead of time. Me, my brothers, and my mom just waiting in this line sleeping on each other and all type of junk. People fighting in the line, people getting mad, people finding out that they man sleeping with some with, with, with another woman because they pop up in the line, they supposed to be at work or, or home or whatever, and she out there in the line and he pop up with the other chick in the line. And now they arguing and fighting, everybody knew everybody business, you know what I'm saying? So it was just crazy, y'all. It was, it was all sorts of people just in that line, all sorts of life, just in that line. And just waiting on those food stamps and waiting on that government-assisted food. They give you a, ba a, a like a bag full of food, and it had, and we used to have a shopping cart. Everybody who waited in that line had either a shopping cart from one of the local stores, or they had their own little push cart. Because some people was poor enough, they were poor, but they wasn't as poor as us. To be able to, to to afford their own little push basket, right? 
And then you had some people who was very creative. They made their own baskets, their own little pushing carts to put their stuff in. Like you see a lot of people, they have these these little things that they just made. They made a cart to, to, to carry their stuff in. And that's what it was. It was like, hey, we come in here, we need something to carry. Because you already understand, you will have a shopping cart today and then tomorrow it's gone. Because they used to pay a, these people to go out and collect the baskets. So we used to sit around. We used to sit around and try to hide them from them. Put them in our backyard. Put them on our back porch. Even put them in our house to keep people from taking our shopping carts. Because we, because if the people who was collecting them didn't get them, other people around would take those shopping carts. So when it got close to the beginning of the month, hey, you go get your shopping cart and you hide that, you stash that shit in your house or something. Because if the cart collector ain't getting them, somebody around the neighborhood is getting them because they need it for the same reason we needed it for. To go wait in the food step line in a couple of days, so we already ready. But we used to have to, like I said, we used to have to sit down in well, not sit down, but stand up in these lines waiting for hours to get our food stamps and to get our government assistance on food, whatever food they gave us. And like I said, the best thing was the cheese. If they didn't give that cheese, people would fight. They ready to tear some shit down. Oh, y'all ain't giving me my cheese. Oh, y'all trying to. And then, you know, we always got to blame it on the white people because it was always, most of the time in the food stamp office, it was mostly whites in the food stamp office. Like, and what I mean by that is they're the one that ran the food stamp office. Like, most of the people that was in there, they was white people giving us our food stamps and our government-assisted food. And they would be in there. So we blame it on them. Oh, these motherfucking crackers ain't give us our cheese. No, nah, they're going to give us our cheese. And, you know, like, 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 fuck the food stamps. We don't want the food stamps no more. We want our cheese. Because <laughs> you got to understand, it was really that serious. You could not go buy, you could not go buy that cheese. Yo, it came to a point, no lie, the meat market used to sell the government cheese in the meat market. That's how crazy it was. And they will, you would literally go in there and they will put it in their slicer and slice the cheese and charging you for that government cheese. That's how addicted it was. It was so addictive that even though we knew we was we can get it free, when we ran out, we can go to the to, 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 to the store, one of those corner stores that had a little meat market in the back, and get $2 worth of cheese, $1 worth of cheese, $3 worth of cheese. And they'll slice that bit up, put it on the little scale, however much they charge per pound, and there you go, bam, there you get some cheese. So that's how we used to have to get our fix when we ran out, because we used to run out of that cheese so quick. I remember my mom used to have us stand in line and act as if we wasn't with them. And we would tell the people, oh, our mom 
told us to come and get this food. And they would give it to us. They would give it to us. So sometimes we would come back with two, three bags of the government food. So we would come home, we would have three, four cans of peanut butter, three, four things of, 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 of jelly. Like, 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 like six or eight chicken, six of eight pork, 20 things of beans. You feel me? Because this is the thing. My mom, and I, I mentioned this, y'all can go back. I did a whole series of, 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 of chronolized, chronolized, Oh, I can't even think of it. Well, just go. I went back on my on 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 my life, and I put everything in chronological order. And it was the three phases of my life, um, based on on, on the way they, they the, the names I went by. You feel me? There was a part of my life when I was young and poor, real real poor and young, living with my mom. The name that everybody knew me by was my nickname. You feel me? My first name was a name that you only people only called me at school. My last name was the, which is Miller, is the name that everybody started calling me later on, high school and in my professional career and everything. Um, so you can go back and check that out. But y'all understand, we 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 knew. That if we didn't do this, it wasn't embarrassing for us. It wasn't like, oh, man, mama making us. No. We knew that those food stamps were going to get home. My mom was going to go to the store, buy as little stuff as she can, as little as she can. And she was going to buy it, put it in there, give each one of us a couple of dollars out of the dollar food stamp book, a, 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 a five out of the dollar food, out of the five dollar book, because if y'all don't know, the the food stamps used to come actual tangible paper monopoly money. They was colors and all, greens, blues, yellows, shit like that. They was and, and and they came in books. Like like you remember how like like the old I don't know I haven't used a checkbook in God knows how long. But how the checkbooks used to be, you can get a book of checks and you rip them out. That's how the food stamps used to be. And my mom would go and give us the last end of the book. She would take all everything else out and give us the ends of it. So the dollar one would probably have three or four, maybe five dollars in. The five dollar one would have no more than one. And we would end up getting like ten dollars in, in like, like a five and we'd get a five and like five ones, right? My mom would give us that. And then the rest of us, she'd go sell it so she can go buy crack. That's what it was. Sell off a food stamps by crack. So when my mom had us get in line and pretend that we was from another family who was sent to get it, because this wasn't something that 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 that, that was far fetched anything. These people knew that some of these parents would send their kids, or the kids would come because they know they crackhead mama and daddy ain't coming up there. They're too busy trying to get crack, so they're they 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 they. they won't stand in line. They're so busy trying to do stuff to chase crack that they would not stand in line. So they knew that this wasn't something that was far-fetched, so we would go and act like we was other people. And they would give us, like, normally one one thing that they would give you, this is normally what you'll get. You'll normally get one peanut butter, one jelly. 
I believe it was one block of cheese or two blocks, one or the other. Um, I'm going to say two. Two blocks of cheese. They would give us two things of chicken, two things of pork, two things of beef, and then like four vegetables, right? Then they would give us either canned vegetables or, or dried vegetables in a bag, and then a bag of rice. That's what they used to give us, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember right, right? So they would give us this, and we knew this wasn't going to last that long. Because y'all remember, by the time the next month started, by the time the next month started, we was already without food for about two weeks. So when we got this new food, that food was gone in about two weeks. So we was out of that in about two weeks. So we knew this, and we knew our mom wasn't going to spend the food stamps to put more food in. No, crap was too good. It was like, feed your kids or get some crack. That was an easy choice. Let me get some crack. The 80s and 90s was crazy. In Miami, man, everybody was on crack or coke. If you had money, you was on coke. If you didn't have money, you was on crack. And that's another question, just off subject. So Christmas, my brother them come to the house and whatnot, we chilling. You know, I was so happy they was there. And I asked them, because I was thinking about it. I was like, y'all know what haven't changed with inflation? Crack. Crack has always been $5. Y'all know that? Crack was $5 in 1981, and crack is still $5 in 2023. Y'all know that? Crack did not change based on inflation. You still got a nickel bag of crack. They literally still have a nickel bag of crack. That's great. I don't understand how inflation did not bother crack, but it bothers everything else. And the reason why I'm saying this is because the same way it takes them to get crack here it's the same, it goes through the same process of getting any other good or merchant here, right? So when fuel rises, when the oil price rise per barrel, everything else in our economy rise with it, right? Why don't crack? Why crack haven't, haven't changed? Like, think about this. If crack, and the reason why I say 81, because I was born in 81. If crack was $5 in 1981, by now, crack should be $105. A nickel bag should be like $105. Like, real talk, based on inflation, even actually more than that. Actually, crack. Yo, just think about this. Think about this. Hey guys, this be your boy Miller, aka Miller the One. And guys, I put a quick break here in this episode just to take the moment and speak to the men out there. 
Guys, I have been hearing a lot of commercials encouraging men to be fathers. And guys, I wanted to take this time to do my part. All right. Because fatherhood is great. All right. So guys, in a world that moves at lightning speed, there's only one role that stands the test of time. And that role is the role of a father. Being a father isn't just a title. It's an extraordinary journey filled with moments that will shape a lifetime. It's about being a pillar of support in time of need, teaching lessons that goes beyond the classroom and creating memories that last forever. Fathers, your influence is powerful. Your love is impeccable and your guidance, trust me guys, your guidance is a beacon for the future. So guys, embrace the extraordinary. Become the dad your child deserves. Because being a father is not just raising a child. It's about raising a legacy. Y'all get that? Y'all hear that? It's about raising a legacy. So guys, let's celebrate the journey of fatherhood together. Let's start yours today. And guys, before I go back to the episode, if y'all can post a video, a picture of you and your children or your child doing something. And then when you do that, put the hashtag fatherhood on there or the hashtag fatherhood legacy, you know, to show your support, to let people know that we're out there being fathers. Okay, because these kids needs a father and it doesn't take a lot to be one. All right, let's get back to. See, so back in the days, me and my brothers, we would go and we would get. Like like we would go and collect. Like cans and bottles, right? And we would turn those in for like no more than ten dollars, right? But. Most of the time, it was a couple of dollars, five dollars, one, you know, five dollars, four dollars, six dollars, right? Cause we it, it, we was too impatient to get it up to ten dollars all the time. But we would, well, you know, or sometimes we'll hit a lick. Somebody will leave their bag of cans somewhere, thinking they can come back and get it, and we looking for cans, and we look in this bush, and there's a bag of cans, and somebody try to hide in the bushes, and we done found it. We hit a lick. We got these cans, right? And now we got more than $10 worth. But the reason I was going to this is we would go and get these cans and turn them in for money. And then we would go to the to, to, to the meat store and we would buy a dollar worth of, of, of cheese, a dollar worth of this. But most of the time it was like, a do, it was like 50 cents worth of cheese, a dollar worth of meat, right? 50 cents worth of cheese, we used to get like a pound, two pounds of cheese. A dollar worth of meat, we used to get two, three pounds of cheese for a dollar. I mean, for a meat for a dollar, right? Nowadays, you go try to get a pound of meat from the from 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 the from the meat department in in Win Dixie, Publix, Kroger, something like that. You're paying five, six, seven, ten dollars for a pound of meat. You feel me? Fresh sliced meat. So what I'm saying is, and this was the 90s. This was the this, this was the 90s. It wasn't even the 80s. So if inflation for something like that jumped up, 
right? What we was paying a dollar for, we're now paying between seven to ten dollars for. Why didn't crack go up with inflation? Why can you still go buy a bag of crack for five dollars? So, 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 come on now. I mean, y'all, y'all know me. I'm, I love my conspiracy, but this ain't no conspiracy. We know it's all true. They got to make sure the crack stay affordable. I mean, nowadays, it's really not even crack no more. I remember I mentioned this before in one of the episodes that, um, like, crackhead is almost going extinct because everybody on opioids now. You feel me? And the opioid crisis is real big. Is crisis is real big in, in the white community, way bigger than the crack epidemic was in the black community. So, so, so they're really focusing on that, and maybe that's why I don't know that there's more. You know, I haven't seen them as many crackheads as as you used to see. But all I'm saying is, crack didn't go up with inflation. Crack is still five dollars. You feel me? A poor person can still go out and get crack. Can't go get food, but you can damn sure still go get crap. You feel me? So that shit never went up. But so back to what I was saying, my bad. And I'm and like y'all, y'all know I always get off subject and everything. But now back to this cheese though. So like I was saying, the cheese is so addictive. The cheese is addictive AF. Or it was. And I can believe that other companies has followed the blueprint. And put something that's in that cheese that was so addictive that they would literally had to be like, you know what? Man, no project kids, no project people, chew that cheese up. Those black folks, chew that, chew that cheese up. They they was addicted for it. They used to fight and riot for that cheese. So was ever in there, we got to put that in our food. We got to put that in there. Because y'all know that's what they was doing. We all know that. We all know they were sending all type of crap to the poor neighborhoods and testing it out on us before they put it anywhere else. See how it act, how, how we react to it. See how we deal with it. See what mental effects it had on us, physical effects it had on us. Or is it effects with an E and not affects with an A? Effects. Yeah, it's effects, right? Yeah, effects, not effects. Why is it effects with an A? I don't know. Somebody tell me. I believe it's effects, right? It had an effect on us, not an effect on us. Because effect is, all right, whatever. I'm not going to go into grammar because I suck, I suck at it. But, um, yeah, effects had to be. Yeah, but it had effects. It, it had, they knew what effects it did and what, and what effects it wasn't and things like that. And... And, and and I believe that that government cheese had some addictive Asians in it. It probably damn near had crack cocaine in there. I can almost go to that. It had it, it had to y'all think about it. Think about it for all of y'all who listening to this podcast and went through it when you were little and ate that delicious, great cheese. That cheese that was the best cheese ever. All of y'all who had it before, just think about it. That cheese had to have something in it. It had to. It's nowhere in the world it did. That cheese, that cheese was fire. I'm telling you, bro. If they had that cheese right now to this day, 
and I knew that that shit had something in it that was making me addicted to it, I will still go and eat that damn cheese. That cheese has some of everything in it, I can almost think. I, I bet that shit had aluminum, lead, iron, steel, all type of shit in it. Nigga, that shit had all type of thing. They wanted to see what they could feed us. All the minerals and stuff that we eat today, they had in that cheese to see how it was helping us out and how it wasn't. What minerals was good for us and what minerals wasn't. They were putting all type of shit in that food. And that and that canned beef, that canned chicken, that canned pork, oh yeah, all type of preservatives. They wanted to see how long you can hold that. Bruh, you can literally have that chicken in that can for months and months and go and open it up and that shit smell good. Put that junk in a pot, heat it up, the juices from it be all, oh, oh, I said juices. I hate that word, y'all. And yes, I'm getting off subject again, but I hate that nun word, juices. I hate it so much it bothers me so much when i use it even if i'm using it just to tell people how much i dislike it juices ah fixes ah fishes ah <laughs> i don't like it y'all just <laughs> i do not like green eggs and ham I do not like that Sam I am, y'all. I do not like it. I don't like juices here and there. I do not like juices anywhere. You feel me? <laughs> but, yo, that the juice was so good, y'all. You take that juice and you put it over that rice that they give you, and you eat the hell out of it, y'all. You feel me? We used to make chicken sandwiches. These are made beef sandwiches, pork sandwiches with it. The bread be all soggy because you put the meat on it right out the can and then put the bread and the meat in the microwave. And then when it melts that gelatin that's on it, it have the bread all soggy. But when the bread be all soggy, that gelatin have all the flavors and the salt and the black pepper in it. So, so the bread, you don't be canned that it be saturated with that. With that, with that, je- that melted gelatin on it, so you eating in that junk, just dribbling down your arm and you're licking your arm and shit. Yeah, that was us. <laughs> that was us. We were tearing that shit up, man. All that shit had crack in it, bro. Now that I think about it, not just the cheese. All of it had crack in it. All of it had crack in it, bro. They was experimenting the fuck out of us with that. But that government cheese is still king, though. That government cheese is still king. That ain't nothing that... I haven't had nothing yet to this day that can beat out that government cheese. Like, yo, I done been to a lot of places, you feel me? Myself and my wife done been to a lot of places. Spending money on eating shit, trying shit and not... Trying shit out. Trying shit out that we were like, nope. That was not worth a hundred dollars. We not eating there no more. Look at damn, we paid two hundred and fifty dollars for that. Shit, didn't realize my bill was gonna come out that high, and that food was not two hundred and fifty dollars. Good, you feel me? We don't went to places that we paid sixty five dollars, and the food was the best. 
right now, I'm letting y'all know right now, you and whoever, when you come down to Miami, look up this place called Eat My Way Miami. I probably mentioned this before as well, but I'll mention it again. Look up this place called Eat My Way Miami. It's in North Miami. They sell the best. They say that they have, they say that they have like four different cooks, four or five different cooks in the back, and all of them have a different ethnicity, nationality, you know, things like that. Like, like they have a black person back there, a Haitian person, a Hispanic person. I don't know what what race of that Hispanic it is, but they say they have all different types. And they cook, oh my God, they oxtails. Oh, yo, they only sell oxtails, I think Friday and Saturday. They open up like at 11 a.m. If you're not there at fucking 10 o'clock, you're not getting no oxtails. I'm letting you know that now. They oxtails are so freaking good. Bro, we went over and over and over trying to get the oxtails. Until one day we went, we was up that way, and we said, hey, let's go to Eat My Way. And we went there, and we got there, and there was a line out there. We said, oh, no wonder there ain't no, never be no oxtails. These niggas are standing out here like they trying to get food stamps. That's why I wasn't no oxtails here. They are out here like they waiting to get food stamps. But, bro, we got those oxtails when I say, oh, my God. Yo, and then the thing about it, the oxtails is so good, it's probably still not the best thing there. The best thing there will probably be their cabbage. No lie. Hands down, this will, I guarantee y'all, go to Eat My Way Miami. If you ever in Miami, look it up. It's a small shop, but they have the best food. And I'm telling you, they mac and cheese. Oh, my freaking God. Yo, they have this uh, Eat My Way sauce. Get your chicken with the eat the chicken wings with the Eat My Way sauce on it. They got all different types of sauce and flavors you can put on it. But no, get their sauce. The Eat My Way sauce. Yo, that shit's so good. Oh, my God. They even sell the sauce in bottles. They always sold out of that. People are coming, buying cases of their shit, of the Eat My Way sauce. I'm t- Yo, I'm telling you. And with all that being said, that shit still ain't better than that government cheese. <laughs> It ain't shit better than that government cheese, y'all. I'm telling you, it ain't shit better than that government cheese. That government cheese is the best, man. I'm telling you, bro, that government cheese go with anything. Whatever you eat, just put that government cheese with it, it ain't nothing better than it. Put that government cheese with it, and it ain't nothing better than it. I'm letting y'all know right now. Hands down, government cheese got it all day. And it got to be something to dip them about it. It got to be whatever they got in the McDonald's fries got to be in that government cheese. Like, I don't eat 
um, McDonald's fries. I haven't eaten McDonald's fries in over 10 years. No, maybe longer than that. Wow. Because my wife and I have been together for 14. And if I'm not mistaken, I wasn't eating it before her. So let's just say 14 years, because I know for sure while I've been with her, I haven't eaten it. So at least 14 years, I haven't eaten the McDonald's fries. Because it was too, it, it 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 was too addictive. I didn't, I, and I couldn't understand it. Like, bro, like I shouldn't be craving these shits. I shouldn't be scarfing these jumps down. Like, 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 like stuffing my damn throat with them. Pause. Like I'm in that bitch like a vacuum cleaner. You feel me? I'm in that bitch like superhead. I'm sucking them bitches right out the bag. Like a fucking Hoover vacuum, just taking taking everything out of there. So, real talk, real talk, no shit. It's something in those fries. And whatever it is, it's the same ingredient that was in that cheese. As a matter of fact, they probably cut little pieces of the government cheese into the batter of fries every time they, every time they produce them and then send them to the restaurants. But that government cheese, don't, man, nobody has anything on it. Once again, you can never cut it in an even slice. It's always like in a wedge. Nowadays, we got shit that you can buy off a freaking TikTok shop that'll cut that shit with no problem. Straight line every time. TikTok shop be selling you all type of stuff. I know I'm off subject again, but the TikTok shop be selling you all type of junk. The TikTok shop will sell you shit that you didn't even know that you wanted. It will sell you shit that you never even thought that probably existed. The TikTok shop will have you buy some shit that you'll be like, oh shit. They have a broom that cleans a broom? Wait, what? I think I need that. Nigga, you ain't sweep your flow in 10 years. You've been using a vacuum. But the TikTok shop showed you a broom that that, that you use to, to clean your broom. And then they make you believe that you need this damn broom that cleans your broom. Because all the dirt and shit, they get traps in your broom. So they be like, yeah, you sweep up your floor with this broom and you think you swept everything in your dustpan and then most of all of that is still in your broom. So how do you get it out your broom? With the broom broom. (laughs) With the fucking broom broom. You feel me? <laughs> and they be acting like this shit is the best shit in the world, brother. You be like, you know what? This shit can't be working this good. And it's only $5.99. Let me buy this. And then you get the broom broom. You're like, oh, shit. This broom broom actually works. So now you go do a TikTok video of that. Hey, TikTok made me buy it. Y'all know how TikTok be having the air. But that shit got viral. TikTok made me buy it. Now everybody doing it. TikTok made me buy it. You go in there with your broom broom. TikTok made me buy it. Look, y'all. I thought this broom broom was the stupidest thing ever. So I bought it. I tried it. Let's rate it 1 through 10 in my Keith Lee voice. <laughs> and then you go rate the red. Then you tell them, hey, bro, this broom broom is the best thing ever, bro. I never had a broom this clean. 
Not after I used it. This broom broom takes everything out and it tells you how much germs you took out of the broom. And you'd be like, damn, my house was this dirty? My house was this germy? It was so germy that I had to get a broom broom to tell me how much dirt was in my broom and how much germs was in my broom. You feel me? Y'all know I be ranting sometimes. I'm sorry, y'all. But yeah. But yeah, it's it's just, just, y'all, back to the cheese. The whole reason for this podcast is to to just ask y'all, do y'all remember the cheese? Do y'all remember the Titans? Do y'all remember the 48? (laughs) No real talk, though. Do y'all remember remember that cheese, man? Somebody hit your boy up and let your boy know if y'all remember that government cheese, y'all. And while y'all doing it, man, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that, you know, that, that notification button. You know, tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know that making sense of nothing is back. And we always doing nothing but making sense of nothing. And if we ain't making sense of it, that means it ain't nothing. Because we only talk about nothing on this podcast, y'all. Talk about a whole bunch of nothing. Make a little sense out of it. Sometimes we, sometimes we take shit that already makes sense. And then... Make it end up being nonsense. You feel me? <laughs> sometimes we don't even want to make it make sense. You feel me? Because sometimes that sense be costing a little too much. You feel me? They be wanting more than just two cents. So we be trying like, nah, I'm good, bro. I only got two cents. I can't give you three. But no, nah, but real talk, though, like I said, y'all, thank y'all so much for helping your boy out with the podcast. Um, This is just a in-between so y'all gonna get this look. So I'm letting y'all know. Y'all got one. So when y'all hear this, I'm gonna talk this, talk about this in past tense. Y'all got one yesterday on Friday, and then y'all getting one today on Saturday. This one is just one that I'm just doing. Um, and then y'all gonna get one probably. Oh, y'all might get the next one a day or two. Bro, y'all gonna get three episodes in probably three days. Now that I think about it, wow, yeah, you're going to get three episodes in like three days. So all I'm saying is, when it's all said and done, y'all, thank y'all so much for helping your boy out. Thank y'all so much for, for, you know, for helping the podcast get to where it's getting at. You know, thank y'all so much for, 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 for putting us in a position where we can, where we know, hey, people are still listening. People are still, you know, like, 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 like saying, hey, what's going on with the podcast? And we really do appreciate the podcast, and we really do like the podcast, and can, you know, keep it going. And thank y'all so much for the support. Thank y'all once again for coming and chilling with your boy on another episode of Making Sense of Nothing. And until next episode, I'll see y'all on the other side. And it might be with my wifey, cause me and her doing an episode today. <laughs> so catch y'all on the other side. Until next time, peace. I'm out. Cause my niggas, I stay bulletproof. 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 Wait, hold on, tell me what got into you. Into you. I search around the room like where you, where you, where you. Friend, don't step to me, I'm like who you, who you, who you.